Believe it or not, it's a town called Flin Flon, exactly in the middle of Canada. Flin Flon is built on solid rock, and one of the first things we noticed were the boxed-in sewer pipes. Of ground, we'd never seen anything like it before. Aloha, good-looking people. Yes, Raphael Saray Bebe back here for Sewer Pox Office podcast. I almost said Sewer Pox Office there, sewer Susan. Sewer Pox Office. Back here again that with sounds the a little contagious. fiancé, love of my life. Maven ma- ma- makes all community choir presentations pop and shine, turns Mark Colt into Max Headroom. <laughs> that was that was turns, quite the blow dry. Turn, boy, God. yes, glad you said dry after that. <laughs> turns turns Natalie Milligan into Stalker Channing. Susan Gunn uh, co-hosts with the most is here for uh, Superbox Office Podcast. We're getting so much buzz. Thank you so much to everybody who is downloading and commenting. Uh, everybody other than Harry Hobbs and Keith Reed who are listening to the program. Thank you very much. And so uh, now we've got uh, some some whippersnappers coming onto the show here. Some real some real youngsters. Some folks wet behind the ears. Mm-hmm. Flin newbies, quote, yes. quote unquote newbies. Quote unquote. So we've got. Uh, a couple of people here for our chat about uh, well, artistics and uh, artistics, arts, artsy things. Artistic arts. Artistic Artis- arts, Artistic yes. artists. Singing and dancing sure. and, and, and talking goodly. The whole McGillicuddy, not just that. Mm-hmm. Photography, producing, directing. Yeah, we're going to go to uh, talk with uh, Natalie Milligan and Noel Drimmy, who were didn't want to, they were very fearful, not like Brant Lethbridge, who was courageous. Yes, who was like, absolutely, yes, I must yes. go first. Didn't even know we were, were broadcasting, just came into our house and started telling us about him and Dave Gunn having a band in the, in, in the 80s. <laughs> So we've got Natalie and Noel coming in here, and they've done, uh, boy, tons of stuff. Not only Johnny Social Club, on with the community hall, but they're not from here. Yes, which is very interesting, right? Because why would people who are not from here come here? That is one of the things that we, or that was our idea when we had this idea to put this all together, is why did people come here? How did people find out about here? And how, why did they stay here for so long? And uh, those questions will be answered a very roller coaster ride as uh noel has quite a saga it's it's like uh the into the wild i it's would like, say it's like the english patient it is or yes it's, it's like a jane it's, austen yes, it's novel a, it's a really epic that yes. spans continents and it's and, it's yes. like the constant gardener and natalie is from halifax and natalie is from halifax so we'll uh, chat with them they've uh, appeared on stage uh, together and we'll talk about all the cool things that they've done, that they want to do, all their uh, unique trips, how they got here, and uh, why they stay here. And it's uh, a fun little talk with Noel Drimmy and Natalie Milligan, so we'll talk to them here on the Sewer Box Office Podcast. Uh, I uh, answered them some questions, and then, of course, we got Susan Gunn asking them some things off the cuff or just kind of giggling in the background. <laughs> the one the one woman laughing. The audience Nodding of and smiling and encouraging them on. That's right. It goes a long way. Beautiful. It does. You're like Leslie, you're does. like a chesty Harry Hobbs. Absolutely. Is there any other kind? No, actually. All right then. <laughs> She's shooting daggers at me, people. Just shooting <laughs> daggers at me. <laughs> Wedding on hold, everybody. Not a chance. No. Oh, nobody. Well, now today. No, date. no. You're and remember, everybody who's listening to this is invited. <laughs> um. Yay. <laughs> All right. Cash bar, everybody. Cash bar. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, got yeah. Just open the door. It's it's unhooked. Yeah, just jiggle it. Okay, Noel and Natalie are coming in here. 
And uh, watch the cat. Yeah, please watch the cat. the The daughters are okay, but watch the cat. So we'll uh, talk with them about their uh, artsy and not fartsy lives here on the Sewer Box Office Podcast. <coughs> Diseases like measles, polio, and whooping cough are passed from child to child. Babies and children used to die from these diseases. Now they don't have to. Protect your child from childhood diseases by having them vaccinated on time. Don't wait. Vaccinate. Talk to your health care provider or visit healthcanada.gc.ca forward slash vaccinate. A message from Health Canada. Never okay. experienced that ever. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this. <laughs> when Brent was on, he didn't know we were recording, and he was like, Paul Shear drinks Perrier now. He used to drink ditch water. <laughs> <laughs> Paul has gotten classier since he moved here. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's walking around in clothes not made of an old barrel. Actual shoes. Actual Not Kleenex boxes. Actual shoes. As he is wont to do. Okay, so you guys aren't from here. No. Absolutely No. Ontario? Yes. Oh, and sound. Oh, and sound. Go Peacocks. The attack. Oh, <laughs> one of the rare sports things with that doesn't end in an S. <laughs> we used to be the Platers, though. <laughs> it used, used to be something very racist that you can't say anymore. Maybe. <laughs> and French Polynesia. No, yes. yes. No, Halifax. No. Oh, well, points for you on there research you there. You got, you got one for you. We just heard you say car. <laughs> uh, my mom called last night, and then Mike came in, my roommate, and he heard her say car, and he was like, oh, there you're is. not just making it up. That's actually how you say words. Yeah. <laughs> they all do. You want me to put other people on the phone? We all talk this way. Just fish sticks again? What do you mean? We call this food. <laughs> it's not brined in the sea. It's not food. I'm confused. What is this ground cow flesh here at this cooperatorium? <laughs> cooperatorium. And so Owen Sound was a, is it similar to Flin Flon, or in I, which way yeah, is it not? Yeah, actually it really is. Oh, okay. It's a small town where you go to Walmart and you see everyone you know, and so you avert your eyes and whenever, whenever you go. Um, but yeah, no, it's a very artsy town, um, lots of theater, lots of music, but it's also a huge hockey town. Uh, lots of hunting, lots of fishing, rocks, trees, water. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. so it sounds I, familiar. Yeah, yeah. So the solicitor I, of the town plays amazing piano. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we, we did have a grade four teacher who was like Mark Caliber. He taught grade four, and we're like, what are you doing here? Go to Carnegie Hall. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was a great place to grow up. And uh, yeah, we had a really great music program in, in our high school. So that's kind of how I got into that. And Halifax, a dark and dank. <laughs> so there's, you know, like Halifax theater. proper, or were you in like the greater Halifax area? I grew up in the greater Halifax area, I guess, but my parents worked in the city, and I uh, went to school in downtown and lived downtown. So both, I guess. So and much arts, much theater, much concerts, much band. Was it like? a big deal in school or was it like my school it was nerdy kids you go do this no my school it was we had a I mean we went to New York twice for band trips and um, 
That's what I saw. It's a little Mia. closer mm. to go to New York. It's well, like, I guess from Halifax. It's, it's yeah, a couple hours yeah. farther than Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We went to England. Oh my God! <laughs> Burying the we lead went to Camp Whitney. <laughs> yeah, like the Hecla Island ones. <laughs> yeah, but we. So yeah, we did a lot of that. We we um, competed in, in competitions in New York, and and the band was huge. Like my school was too. I don't know how many kids. I want to say like 2,000 kids almost or just under. And so the band was a huge thing. And everybody. Yeah. We, had really and we did musicals yeah. and at school, at the high school mm-hmm. and everything too. So yeah, it was definitely a big thing. But I wasn't in singing at all. I didn't sing. I didn't perform. I played the flute. I was a flautist. A flautist. <laughs> so I wasn't on stage ever or, doing anything. Or as we call it, a to- toodler. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. So no, I wasn't doing what I what I've been doing here. I definitely wasn't doing in Halifax. I was getting into music, but I wasn't performing per se in a s- on stage yeah. situation. Yeah, no, I was really similar. Like I played in the band, and I think I joined choir near the end. Like, I didn't just to like throw in another extra curriculum. But I was like, I don't know how to read vocal music. I'm just gonna sing what my neighbor yeah, sings. No, I didn't even do that. Just, it hasn't really changed that much. <laughs> It hasn't, because you still look at me and say, what are we doing? Yeah. I'm like, well, that, okay, I can sing that. Were you like tambourine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did egg. play percussion in the band. Uh, like, <laughs> Juilliard train triangle. No, I was definitely more of one of a 90-piece band than alone in the community yeah. hall crying about being pregnant as Rizzo. <laughs> I, I, like, I finished that sentence. I like the addendum to that. Yeah. As a Rizzo. I like to yeah. do it in a creative very, way. Little, very little, as a Rizzo. <laughs> bought my briefcase. So were your, are your parents like no. acting people? If you like have parents. <laughs> no, they're boggled by their, all three of like my parents' children. So my siblings and I are all pretty musical and they can't really claim to have passed that on to us directly. <laughs> um, family, me- other family members, not my parents. Okay. Yeah. No, my dad's very musical. He plays piano by ear and that's kind of how I got into that. My mom, she's an artist and, and so she regularly drew and painted and my dad painted and my grandpa, you know, played fiddle and piano and accordion and whistled like a champion. And, uh, yeah. And my grandma played violin and sang and danced. And so, yeah, it, it was a huge, um, sort of expectation that performing and being musical was, mm-hmm. you know, just a normal thing. And, but they were really great. They weren't like throwing a lot of pressure on. I wasn't thrown into piano at three or anything. It was just, you know, <laughs> if you like it, great. If you don't, great. Um, but yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> so did you do lessons? Did you have... I did, I did piano. piano. Yeah, I did piano up until grade eight. And then is that grade eight for school or grade eight oh, for grade, piano? Oh, grade eight piano. It's a yeah, thing. it is a oh, different yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I did grade eight piano, um, but I was a terrible practicer and just, yeah. I uh, started in grade five, like school grade five, and then, then went to grade 12 and then stopped. <laughs> so... So did you go to, like, college in the east and in the mm, central part of <laughs> the northern section of Ontario? I, I went to the University of Guelph, so... I'll talk slower then. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, sucks. Um, and I was at Dalhousie and then Mount St. Vincent. Ooh. And was there... Were there drama programs there? Or there are there musical programs there? There or? is. Okay. Yeah, a, lot, a really big music school at Dalhousie. Um, but I was not... Yeah, I had friends. My one of my best friends is a violinist, and now she's a composer in mm-hmm. Quebec. In, yeah, in Quebec. So, she, so I had contact with it, and I went to all the concerts and yeah. the dance performances. But and I've been going to like Nutcracker at the Dalhousie Auditorium my whole life, and things like that, and ballet. But I 
wasn't part of it. Yeah, I found as soon as I got to university, like, all my music <laughs> stuff really died off. So, but I went to Steph. Yeah. And yeah, and I, I took a couple music courses, but my course load didn't really allow, like, I wasn't interested in a music degree, so I just took it where I could. But yeah. So education both? Well, yeah. You went to teacher teacher's, teacher's college, college, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Was that something you guys wanted to do? Or just enjoy the eight week vacation? What is the? <laughs> not really. Not a vacation. <laughs> not a vacation. <laughs> not not right. really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to teachers college in Australia, and whoa, like, so hey, <laughs> the, uh, the experience of like traveling abroad, and I, you know, being like I did a placement in university, and it was the only job that I'd ever had where I didn't look at the clock in angst. I was doing it because I was like, oh, what's next? What's next? And I loved working with kids. And so that kind of set me off like, okay, I'll try it. And there wasn't any big entry essays for <laughs> going to teacher's college in Australia. <laughs> they were like, do you have two grand? I'm like, I can find two grand. And then you just signed a piece of paper and away you went. So, wow, I should have gone to Australia. I know, I was watching people fill out these I, applications. I had to like, murder a bear with my bare hands. <laughs> No. Yeah, no. My mom's a teacher and she was like, you're not doing that. And so that wasn't the plan originally at all. But I didn't have a plan. So I just changed my major five times in four years. Mm -hmm. And in third year got so like, I don't know what I want that I was like, I'm going to France for a year. Bye. And my parents were like, who are you? Why? (laughs) Why is this happening? So then I decided in my final year of my four-year diploma that I would continue to do two more years of teacher's college because that's how Nova Scotia is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So it took a while to get to that. Lacking in decisiveness. Is that <laughs> much, how? much, much. This land of New but Scotland. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> yes. It took a while, but I got there. So how did you get to the hot bit of intrigue, fortune, and danger, the thriving Metroplex, where it only snows on Christmas and Halloween is the longest day of the year, of Flynn the Flan by Gov Manitoba, Canada? Oh, gosh. Give her. Yeah, you, you've been in and out a couple times. Your story. Is- oh, you were you were asked to leave. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, kind of. Um, no, I uh, I was living in Toronto at the time, um, and I had gone to Guelph, and I had gone to Teachers College, and I was so gung ho, and I had you know gotten my master's in teaching, and I was very excited, and just could not get work, and it was very daunting and depressing, and we were all sort of in the same boat, and I was lying and say I could you know, that I could speak French and I was going to interviews and like, you know, botching them, but I'm like, can I get on your supply list? And it was just really hard. And I was so frustrated. So I worked in a daycare for a long time and a wine rack. So kids by day and wine by night. And I loved it, (laughs) but I was exhausted. I was like, I really want to teach. And so, um, I was married at the time. And so my husband was said, well, maybe you have to go up North. And I never really thought about it. I'm like, well, I don't want to fake being Catholic and I don't want to learn French. So I guess going up north is the way to go. (laughs) And uh, I applied to Flin Flon and didn't believe it was a real place. Googled it. And I was like, oh, they have a Walmart. It can't be that bad. And uh, applied for it. And I got an email and they said, we'd love to have an interview with you over the phone. So I told my boss and they said, can I borrow your office? And we were on the phone for two hours and we talked about all sorts of great things, but we talked about the arts a lot. And he was, you know, Sim Priddle and he was telling me all these things that they do. And I was like, you know, in my head, I'm like, there's no way that all that stuff happens. This is such a tease to get people to come up north. But they offered me the job, and I was ecstatic and scared, and so, yeah, drove up here, and I was by myself. I didn't know anybody. 
um, got an apartment and just started my, I was teaching grade three and I loved it. And I thought this is amazing. I got to be in Fiddler on the Roof and I'd never done a musical before and I made tons of great friends. And then my husband wanted me to come back to Ontario and I was like, no, <laughs> you come here and it just wasn't meant to be. And I went back to Ontario and I was so devastated and, and so sad that I had to leave this community that was so rich and vibrant and was giving me all the things that I had always wanted. And I finally felt settled. And so, yeah, I bugged him like every day for like eight months. I'm like, when are we going back? How are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Here's a job. Here's a job. I said, you know, I had the the COO of HUD Bay give me his card and be like, get your husband to call me. I'll get him a job. And it just didn't, it just didn't happen. I was like, well, you don't want it bad enough. And I do. So I'm going. So yeah, I booked a plane ticket and, you know, packed all my stuff up and sent a bunch of the Greyhound and I was back sleeping on my friend's air mattress within, you know, a few days and then I was subbing every day and then I got a couple contracts and now I'm back full time in the division and, you know, I've been in what, three musicals since and yeah, it just has been so amazing and I have a new partner and a new life and it's just really, really fantastic, so... Okay, Nellie, top that. Yeah. That's <laughs> your, your well, or, origin story. Who did you leave? Yes. What did you sacrifice? <laughs> well, I, I murdered a bear to get here. <laughs> I left my newborn here. <laughs> um, but alternatively, as a different twist, I didn't apply to come here. Mm. Bill Polly called me. Oh, he called you. And was like, you. can you please come work in Flim Flon? And I'm like, I don't know what a Flim Flon is. <laughs> <I> Wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> No, basically, I had, I also, same boat, knew there wasn't any work going, and at that point was planning to just go, my parents had given me, like, a trip overseas for graduation, so my plan for September was to be in, like, Spain, but um, I was finishing up my practice teaching in, in the spring, and we'd all gone to Quebec, which is a thing that Nova Scotia grade 9 students do, they go on a big Quebec trip, and they asked me to chaperone, and so I went, and on the way back, our bus, because this is, like, three buses of fulls of grade 9 students, <laughs> it was special, and on the way back, my bus, luckily, was the one where we all got some sort of something, stomach flu thing. So I'm getting these calls from a 204 number that I'm fully ignoring for, like, several days because I'm busy trying to help children and myself. And then I get home, and I'm, like, having to take medication and being super sick. And so then he keeps calling this number. I'm finally like, oh, who are you? And so I answer, and yeah, it was Bill Polly being like, we need a French teacher. And I'm like, I don't understand. And what had happened is I'd put my resume online on mm-hmm. one of the yeah. Canada teacher yep. websites yeah, yeah. because you have to, to be able to look for jobs. Yeah. So I gave them my resume and then was looking for jobs and then promptly forgot about it because I was going to go away. And um, and he had seen it on there, I guess, and was like, oh, you, come here. You'll do. You'll be just <laughs> fine. And so, yeah, eventually, same thing. I kind of looked it up and my parents were like, so are people dying from pollution because of this mine, or can you live there now? We're living from pollution. Living! <laughs> Bill Polly had to explain that the smelter wasn't there that's anymore, serious. and my parents were like, okay, that sounds less terrifying. And yeah, and it just became like, Trent Tozzi called me for 10 minutes to make sure I knew how to speak French, and... And then in the meantime, nobody said anything to me about the arts, but they said it to all of my references that they called, so that oh. they would all come to me and be like, I think you should move there. <laughs> so yeah. like, my, he talked to my like training teacher, Bill Polly was like, blah, 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 just checking in about Natalie, whatever. And then he's like, so does she like play any instruments or anything? <laughs> and my training teacher's like, well, she's playing guitar for my class right now, so yes. Um, Can she write, produce any sort of uh, <laughs> reviews? And, uh, yeah. Well, and he asked, and, and then he, was t- he was telling her about the art scene, and then she was coming to me being like, no, you have to do this, which was a different approach. Rather than like directly throw it at me, he was like, I'm going to tell everybody that I talked to to tell her to come. 
Yeah. So well, that was, yeah. And we heard about you before you came. What? We're like, there's this new girl coming. She's from Halifax, and apparently she plays music and sings. What are we going to do? Where are we going to put her? And it was just like this whole speculative thing. Like, <laughs> who, music is, and sings who is this Halifax She learned to play yeah. guitar from a nun at summer camp in Quebec poorly and <laughs> sing songs to her students so they will work in class. That is the extent of singing that happened before I moved here, I'll tell you that right now. Did you, like, come off the train with, like, a big hat, like Kate Blanchard or Winsett, I forget who, in Titanic, and be like, oh, there she is! <laughs> I wish. No, we drove here in my Ford Ranger, and mm. it was... It's a depressing drive, Because hey? the highway, like, that's not a highway that The first exists. time feels very long. I well, there's, I cry nothing. A lot. there's nothing. Well, the, the sensory deprivation, I took the bus the first time up here, and I thought Swan River was Vegas. Because it was like, whoa, <laughs> just starting on Swan well, River State. Yeah, and the, just in Nova Scotia, every, you know, couple, you yeah. know, not a couple kilometers, but not very long distances apart, there are exits with towns and mm-hmm. stores and bathrooms and coffee. And, and then we got on this highway and it was like, oh, it's literally nothing. Yeah. Like, there's nowhere to, we're going to die. Like, my dad kept asking, is there a town at the end of this road? And I said, the map says there is. <laughs> but we also had a map that said there was a gas station in Northern Ontario, and we found out that close 10 years before. So we learned a few lessons on that trip. Mm-hmm. Ever sat in a sideways jump seat from Winnipeg to here? It's not fun. <laughs> so first impressions of the town, positive, I guess. <laughs> no, honestly, it was great. And, um... Yes, obviously people knew I was coming because it was like, you're coming to choir now. And I'm like, oh, yeah. all right. Yeah, well, that was my first thing, too, where I was like, what's there to do in this town? And I looked it up, and it was a very archaic website. Oh, yes. And I was like, yes, okay. We've, we fixed that, haven't we? Yes, we have. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and I was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was really bad. Um, but no, the choir just had their own website. It wasn't oh, even okay. the Arts Council. It was like choir had a specific site because I didn't know what time and I didn't know where it was, and I didn't know who to ask. So, yeah, so that was my first time walking in. Mark Colt is like, so it'd be really helpful if you could read music. I'm like, no, well, I can I can read piano music, so I'm sure I can figure this out. <laughs> so, like, maybe. Yeah, it's like, I'm still here. I, be- I, be- I believe we were talking with uh, Brent. Mark is the only person in this town who can read music. Everybody else, yep, play by ear, just, you know, yeah. listen to it. I'm fine. But, um, yeah, and so, yeah, and then same thing, we did Chicago the year I moved here. So I moved to this random town. My parents were pretty sure I was lying and living in a basement in Toronto somewhere. They're like, how do you live in a town that, like, you move there and they put on a Broadway musical? The sports banquet that year was Star Trek-themed. They're like, did they create this town for you? Have you guys seen The Grand Seduction, that movie about Newfoundland, where they're, like, trying to convince a doctor to move there, and they, like, create a town that is everything that he wants? Like, they pretend they know how to play cricket because he likes cricket, and they pretend they, like, change the whole town. We have to do that to get Dr. B back. (laughs) We have to play cricket. We have masala at the co-op now. (laughs) That's what it felt like, because my parents were like, this isn't real. You don't live in a town that has all of these things. I'm like, I apparently do. And then... And then, yeah, I don't remember who got me going on, like, performing, because I think I was performing at, like, the church at coffee houses. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know whose idea that yeah, was, because it sure wasn't mine, too. but somebody was like, you should do this! And I'm like, oh, God. And then I did. And here we are. So, Chicago first uh, community choir production. Yeah, talk about the scope and the breadth and what this was where you used to these things and I guess you guys weren't used to performing and things like that, let no, alone being no. a part of it. Yeah. yeah, not at all. Yeah, it was just, I was amazed at, like, the quality mm-hmm. that we ended up with, yeah. you know? Like, I was I was envisioning, 
you know, like campy, actual community theater. Yeah, like campy community theater. The like, we're gonna say it. You know, the and not being like amplified and not having like you know and all that not professional. Yeah, yeah. I really had very low expectations to be honest. But as you know, we kept going with the process. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you know, we we are gonna put on something really great. And to this day, our version of Chicago is still my favorite. Yeah version yeah. right like and well, i guess that happens when you when you're so in it you get really it. yeah but i just i just laughed you have crystal being like okay here are your fishnets here are your high heeled shoes stand on that chair and dance and i'm like i it's six I don't in know the how morning to, i don't know how to wear high heeled shoes and you want me to dance in a on a chair with them yeah and i was like, like this is this is gonna be the end of the show is because i'm gonna fall off and die and that's gonna be how it ends well, and I think working too, like once we got like professional choreographers and directors helping too, I think that really solidified the process for us. And it was just so neat to like be like, you can dance. I'm like, I don't know. And, and she was just so, <laughs> like, they were, yeah, so <laughs> believed in all of us and all the things that we could do and not the things we couldn't do. So yeah, that was really Yeah, I remember one of our first um, cell block tango rehearsals at McIsaac and Janelle's like, you're fine, you can do it. We're all like, but we can't. And she's like, yes, yes, you can. You, can. you will do a jazz split. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I will. But yeah, no, it was it was impressive. I And then it just kept going, right? Like, lame is, like, I learned fight choreography. When mm-hmm. in my life, living in Halifax, would I ever have been in a musical at all? Because there's no way I would have been chosen to be in one. Right, yeah. And have the opportunity to learn with the people that we've had the opportunity to learn with. It's, it's crazy. Like, I, you know, yeah, we're really lucky. I know how to look like I'm beating people up without beating them up. Actually. It's good. It's a good skill. And then I had to do it again in Greece. I don't know why I'm, there's repetitiveness to the roles I am given and I'm not, it's either like beating people up or prostitute or both. And I'm not really sure why. Crystal, I have questions. <laughs> range. It's called having range. So yeah, talk a little bit about um, Mark and Crystal who seem to be, running some sort of art orphanage for <laughs> wayward <laughs> teachers who come in yeah, just off the so bus, solid. just hit, here's your costume and your thing, and uh, no. in three months we'll put on a thing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, no, and they're just, again, like, they have a vision, and they just pull it together. Sometimes, I don't know how, <laughs> but... Sometimes frustratingly last minute pull it together, but it always somehow it comes always, together. Always. It always works, and even... You know, I remember I was thinking about this the other day when we were doing Les Mis and we had the brownout right. when we lost power on the second night. And I remember just being, we were all just devastated backstage. Like, oh my God, like what is going to happen? And like, and we were all like, Somebody's poor helping Crystal. Crystal. off the stage. Yeah, we're just like, poor Crystal. Like this is like the last thing she needs. And I just remember her coming backstage and she had a smile on her face and she was totally, and not like fake being support, like encouraging. She was this is totally, fun. Yeah, like she story was totally be. fine. She said, it's basically, fine. Yeah. it's going to be great. We're going to sort it. Like, don't worry. Everyone's okay. And I was like, this good for you. <laughs> like I, cause I'm freaking and out. She's like, yeah, he's yeah. just going to run next door and get his notes. He's going to do it by hand. And we're like, you're a crazy okay. person. But yeah, just watching all that sort of grace under fire it was just really yeah. remarkable to see. And and it just gave us all that boost that we need. And I think we had like the most like raw, like, you know, emotional performance that night just because, you know, we're like, we well, were we gotta emotional. we gotta make it work. Like we have to do it. And uh yeah, so just watching them work under pressure yeah. is really fantastic. Well, and it's true about the like orphanage thing too, because yeah. they always just are like, Hello, new person. Like yeah. I think yeah. of like Craig Troon, all of us <laughs> are like, Hi, <laughs> single sad yeah, person. Let's <laughs> Thanksgiving, you're coming to this. Yes. You're you play drums, you say. Yeah. yeah. Or like, well, let's try this, or do you want to try that? And they're, yeah, they're just, and yeah, they're always pushing to us to do different things and try different things. And I wouldn't have been in half of the shows without 
Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have started out singing without them being like, no, you're doing this. No, exactly. I don't know if I am. Exactly. And yeah, you wouldn't have, like, produced Broadway nights, and I wouldn't have done rock horror. Yeah, we horror, both like, produced our own shows now based yeah. on... Which, yeah, in a their, million years, I would have never no, touched true. that with a 10-foot pole. But now it's like, oh, that's doable. Like, well, that's and you've possible. done, salt, like, Salty Songs yeah. and Rocky, and you've done a couple different ones, and so have I. So it's... We're learning a lot, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, talk about uh, Johnny's Social Club, which is this speakeasy slash clubhouse and sort of what's it like uh, actually producing and, and getting everything together over than just being a, a person on stage it's a process <laughs> it's, it's, it's awful yeah, no, it's a process but you know having done it twice with the same show I learned a lot the first round and you know we had had the opportunity to sort of watch other shows before mm-hmm. us and by being in them you kind of get a sense of what's needed and and what works, maybe what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you're just working with people who are so passionate and so energetic mm-hmm. and, and willing to do the project, it's mm-hmm. just amazing. And free. Yeah, and yeah, and being able to have people be enthusiastic, it just makes the whole process mm-hmm. really great. And everyone helps each other, right? Like I you know, even as, as a teacher, like I'm not a dictatorial teacher, like mm-hmm. we all work together and we create things together. Mm-hmm. So it was much the same process, um, working with everybody in, in the cast and we just made it work for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I think so too. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's interesting to put yourself in the driver's seat for sure. But it, like you say, having so many talented and willing people, mm-hmm. I mean, I can produce a Celtic night the way I do because I stand up on stage and I'm like, we're doing this song, play it once. The band knows it because I played it one time which already is mind-blowing to me. I'm like, how do you already... All right, fine. I'm glad that you're that awesome. It's four chords. And then I... Well, but it isn't always. And they used to just like... And I'm like, all right. Well, it's very fast. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, I turn around and I have like people like Penny and Kim and... And I'm like, all right, so this song has harmony. It's the Rankin family, and it has this many harmonies. And they just, like, circle up and go, mm-hmm. They don't even do that. They just, like, they just hum. And they're like, I'm going up, you're going down. Okay, cool. And then they're ready to sing. And I'm I like, know, that astonishes me. How are you even doing that? And it's something I'm trying to learn right now. Yeah. But, like, wow. Just to have that kind of support and willingness and talent it's not actually that hard. The hardest thing is logistical, like, scheduling. Everything else is pretty easy because yeah. people are there because they want to be and mm-hmm. they're you know willing to put in the effort so it's it's more just the <laughs> scheduling that's yeah that, yeah that's the hardest part yeah because we all have other jobs yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah we have other arts council things we're going to <laughs> also yeah. so so how's the process of rocky horror how do you get all the costumes together and then giveaways and props and things exploding oh. out of other smaller <laughs> sweatier things <laughs> uh, well yeah that was an adventure um yeah no I had had the cast in my head so I was really lucky that everyone I asked to be in it that they agreed and were happy with that part and you know and we just we watched the movie together and, and we talked about it and and it was great because like half of us hadn't seen it <laughs> so I, I was blown away but I was like really but um, I've been watching it for a really long time. Probably um, too long. Probably <laughs> too long. And yeah, and we were really lucky. We got to go into the costume department and we bought stuff and people bought stuff online and people bought stuff on their own. Like I was like just blown away by the amount of like time and effort and even money that people were willing to put into their own costumes and things like that. So that was really great. And we had donations of fun stuff. And, you know, and I, you know, I put some money toward, you know, giveaways and things like that because I just wanted it to be a really great experience for everybody involved, so audience included. <laughs> yes, we went to see that. We had no idea what was going on. 
tremendously yeah. entertained. <laughs> tremendously. We had no idea what to do with anything. No. Like, confused <laughs> AF. <laughs> yeah. we're like, wow. This, everybody else. this is a thing going on here. This is quite thing. a spectacle. <laughs> now you guys both have participated in our radio dramas. Yes. <laughs> the Good Ginger Ale, Waiting for Trudeau, It's a Wonderful Life. That's all of them, right? That's... Yes. Yeah, okay, good. We got all there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so how were those, because it's not, well, there are some musical elements, elements to yeah. it, and it's sort of a weird medium where we're sort of making fun of radio drama and also playing for an audience, but it's supposed to be not. How was that experience in working with our Cracker Jack cast? <laughs> I, I love it. I it's fun. <laughs> yeah. And it, and I love the the low pressure of not having to memorize lines. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. That was part of the, like, we can't make these people memorize lines. Oh giving God. us all yeah. this time of their day. Yeah. No, and I, I love that part. And, yeah, and getting to work with different people mm-hmm. that we don't normally get to be on stage with. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really cool, too. And just, yeah, and just working with you guys was always hilarious. Like, every rehearsal was always fun. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's... It's another medium, like it's a def- another different thing that again I never would have done anywhere yep. else, and it's another thing like I hadn't done any acting or singing or performing other than playing flute before I moved here, and so then I'm singing in coffee houses, and then I'm in musicals, and then I'm singing at Johnny's, and then I'm producing shows at Johnny's, wow. and then you guys are like, hey, want to do straight acting in a radio play? And I'm like, I don't well, know. Well, straight acting. <laughs> well, but like it's not it's not singing. I'm not yeah, I'm not no. emoting through you know yeah. Yeah, sad three songs. Yeah. I'm using words, <laughs> like so. Yeah, and using props. I don't know if but my dialogue in Greece wasn't really deep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, you lunkhead! Why <laughs> for a Nikolai? <laughs> More or less. So yeah, it's another medium to try that again. Like, where else is that going to happen? Where else is there a Raphael doing crazy things? Exactly. Yeah, so. and to read the original text. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are there any, like, future goals you guys have? Like, anything like, whoa, we should do this next, or we should try this next, or, oh, probably. <laughs> we say that, and then we go, but we're so tired. But we're so tired. <laughs> we have big plans always. I know us, we're always like, oh, we yeah, should do this, we, we should, should do, do that. We Shakespeare in the Ruins on Main Street, <laughs> in front of all, we should do Midsummer Night's Dream, Michaela Oda and Kevin Emery as twin pucks. <laughs> <laughs> I like everything you're doing yes. right now. That's great. We'll get yeah. horses. It shouldn't be that difficult. Yeah, we'll horses. They're out at the whatever. Yeah. The Mainframe will be the, the where we do the makeup. Pharmacy will help somehow. <laughs> because they will. Because they will. We just need, you know. It's really not, a perfect spot. I know. We just need it not to rain and we're fine. Absolutely. <laughs> Those two vacant lots right across the street from each other. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think Big dreams, people. Big there's dreams. so many opportunities. And yeah, to... You know, you could you couldn't exhaust them all if you tried. Um, but yeah, like I think with Culture Days too, we have lots of opportunities mm-hmm. to add little things that maybe don't require like tons and tons of planning. And you know, we have our next musical coming up, so that'll be interesting to see how that Pans all up. shakes out. Yeah, and you know, and it just seems like Mark and Crystal are always up for adding new things. And we have the Blueberry Jam Festival coming up, so there's going to be opportunities to showcase there and. And a thing I would like to keep doing is I love photographing those events. And I think it would be, I would love to continue with that and sort of work on that and maybe do something a little bit more You're sort of creating an archive. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm yeah. trying to do here. Yeah. Absolutely. A, a visual archive of yeah. a lot of things and events. And oh, just people sweating with like well, lights coming out. Mainly of dark rooms with microphones and sweat. So but, many yeah. sweaty people. <laughs> it's gritty and real. It's gritty. <laughs> 
We're looking forward to Mamma Mia because there's going to be lots of wedding decorations that aren't going to be needing to be used again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stamped your name. Yeah, like, all right, Lori Lawrence, <laughs> that's enough. We'll need about 100 more of those centerpieces. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because you keep going. Yeah, yeah, all right. Ooh, and now we have got uh, kind of like actor studio questions. Ooh, okay. okay. Name three people, dead or alive, that you would like to perform with. Ooh, oh, that's ooh. tough. See, this I would have liked ahead of time. Yes. <laughs> Julie okay. Andrews. Julie Andrews. Carol Burnett. Yeah. One other older short-haired lady. For redheads. Yeah, one other short-haired lady. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good job, that. You're like, oh, that. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah, I would probably, I don't know, I would do like Nico Case, um... Chopin. <laughs> so he's no longer with us, is he? No. Yeah, no longer with us. No. Oh, and, and David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Ooh. He was like my first crush, so, like, musical. Barking up the wrong tree there. my first crush. And uh, can you name a performance where you just, like, killed it, where we were like, we, sh we have to do that all the time, but you can't because you don't know how you did it. Mmm. Mm. I always feel like really great when Anna and I nailed twenty nine thirty one. Yes, everybody <laughs> loves that song. I love it. I get it. to scream about my, uh, you know, dying ovaries and Is not this Yuxahoy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, comedy, how comedy. did you get into a ukulele folk band? <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. Do you want to play ukulele and sing together? Okay. <laughs> and yeah, we went over to our friend Amy's house and we just. Yeah, but when and then when Amy moved, she was like you know the the pure one of of the three of us. So she moved away, and then Anna and I promptly got into much saltier Very material. Nice. Um, yeah, and we got to open for the comedian who came here last year for the SPCA um, uh, fundraiser, and so that was sort of an honor. It was like, oh, it's a paid gig, and we get to do it in front of you know a different audience who hasn't heard a of paid times. audience. Yeah, a paid yes. audience. <laughs> And so that I think that gig was like one of our most fun because we got to swear and say all the things that you know we wanted to say, and we were still tamer than the comedians. So. <laughs> That's true. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. You've had some like knockout roles. Like your Rizzo role was really awesome. Like it was really great. And yeah, we were but just... I don't like. It doesn't really. It's not like I don't know how I did that because I know how I did that. Like I worked my butt off with Jackie until yeah. I didn't hate it anymore. <laughs> Because at first I was like, oh, I hate this song. I want to sing it. And I know that, yeah, there were two reasons. Because Jackie worked her butt off with me until I was confident doing it. And because Lane would stand over by the, like, the way that the... Smoking. Were. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he would stand over there. He started doing it during rehearsal. And because he storms off and then I'm sad. And then he would stand there so that I could see him and no one else could. And he would stand there so I could sing at him. And then that made it better. And then the first time I did it in front of everyone... And actually finished it, and it was amazing. And I just like ran off because that's what I was supposed to do. But then I just like ran into late, and I was like, ah, emotions. And he's like, you're good, you're fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is the same man who was like, we have to kiss in that scene. You should probably do that a week before the show. And he's like, um, here's a, here's a mint. Let's just do it tonight. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'm right in front of everybody. Just not gonna give this a practice. Thank this you. is literally my first time kissing a man in my whole life. Okay, cool. Let's. Yeah, well, you in. picked a gooder. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Miranda's like. Do you know how many people in this town want to kiss right. Lane Ladderoot? Yeah. You have one person in this town who has zero interest in kissing Lane Ladderoot, and you get to? I was like, sorry, Miranda. I don't Set know. Set up Mint Ladderoot. 
Anyway, he was lovely, and so that was very helpful for that role. But I, don't, I really enjoy the group stuff we did for Celtic Night. Yeah, that was a really great show. When you have a big group yeah. of people out there going and just And you, you know, get to crazy. sing all the songs you love. I do. I get to sing yeah. everything from home, and we get to sing all the crazy drinking songs and have a good time. I yeah. really enjoyed that, I think. Okay, well, this was tremendous. Uh, thank you so much for your uh, time and patience. We may do a part two of uh, all the things we have missed, but this was uh, pretty cool for Sewer Box Office, the uh, unofficial name of Flin Flon's uh, uh, top ten arts council-based podcasts. We're up there. We, yeah, we're up there. Top five. We'll, we may go further into Yuxa Hoy, Flin Flon's top five ukulele-based <laughs> folk uh, ribald mm. <laughs> sketch comedy troupe. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Natalie Milligan of French Polynesia, Noel Drimmy of Flin Flon, Ontario, <laughs> for uh, being our guest. And thank you very much to uh, the great uh, Trevor Gordon, possibly Sidnick, for uh, giving us his technology to make this all possible. For Raphael Saray, for the lovely, if not talented, Susan Gunn, for uh, Natalie and Noel, I'm Raphael Saray saying good night and good podcasting. Thank you.